for future economic trends. This is BizTalk. Welcome to the special coverage of BizTalk on the third China International Consumer Products Expo. Eyeing huge market opportunities, companies from home and abroad are gearing up to further tap the potential of one of the world's most promising consumer markets. As the country of honor, Italy is here with 147 brands and 1,800 square meters of exhibition area, more than double the numbers from last year. Now, to better understand the Sino-Italy economic relations and China's growing luxury goods market, we're joined by Paolo Bazzoni, chairman of the China-Italy Chamber of Commerce, as well as Stefania Lazzaroni, general manager. Fondazone Altagama. Welcome. There's a huge display area、uh, for Italy. There are two pavilions in the number two exhibition area, and Italy, as we know, is the country of honor.、Um, so, what does this mean for all the Italian companies showing up here this year at the expo? So, it's a good sign that we want to be present, more visible. To penetrate this exciting market, not easy、mm-hmm. to penetrate,、mm-hmm. but definitely still the bigger market in the world.、Yeah. And、uh, the revamping and the energy that we can see today is a good sign. Is a good sign,、yeah. as long as it's becoming stable and sustainable.、Mm-hmm. But the company already and the Italian. Quality and Italian companies are ready to catch up and get a more market share in this market. Yeah, great.、Um, you've covered a lot of my following questions, <laughs> actually. But let's first、uh, get back to、uh, Stefania.、Um, Stefania, so you talk about give us some insights first into how your foundation、uh, has prepared for this exhibition and、uh, what are you looking to、uh, get out of this consumer expo. Okay, thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. And Fondazione Tagama is a foundation that brings together the best Italian brands. We have 113 top luxury Italian brands and、um, of very diversified sector. We have brands in the fashion industry,、uh, design industry, but also food, hospitality,、uh, cars, automotive, yachting, and jewelry. So Hainan Expo at the third edition, it has really become a major event. We're very happy to be here. It's our first year, and、uh, together with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and ICE, we have、uh, worked to best represent our luxury products, our luxury brands. How we do that? We decided to bring to Hainan one of the most、uh, amazing. You know, immersive experiences that we implemented for the expo in Italy, in Milano, and、uh, it's an immersive video, 360 degrees. So, in a digital way, that's true. Products are not there, but we really storytell the beauty of the country and the beauty of our products. We did it with Ice, which is which is a mini program we chat. Where 75 of our Italian luxury brands were involved, so you can see from Gucci to Moncler, from the Gritti Palace to Lamborghini and Ferrari, all the top brands have been involved in this program that 
creates a dialogue between uh, you know our brands and the Chinese consumers. Um, so speaking of all these luxury brands, what are they trying to hoping to get out of this uh, exhibition? Do, are they trying? Are they bringing uh, new designs and uh, first uh, release of their products, for example? The Chinese domestic market is growing, and especially now that it has reopened post-COVID, it is expected to grow double digit. So what we expect, we expect to, to enhance, you know, the, the positioning, the awareness of our brands and even further grow, of course, the relation among our two countries. We strongly believe that as, you know, our Alta Gamma Bain study forecasts, that in, by 2030, one out of two luxury products will be bought by a Chinese consumer. This is a tremendous revolution. This is a great change. And this is why Italian companies are now closer and closer to the Chinese market, a market that is trusted to continue growing double digit increase. Uh, of course, last year it was a uh, a very unstable year and uh, you know that the market decreased by 10 percent but our estimates foresee a very brilliant and that's why it's very relevant that the opening of this brilliant new future new phase of the development of the luxury italian products within china is uh, you know inaugurate by the Expo in Hainan. That's why we decided to partner with the government to be here. And I'm sure if you go visit Panorama and our WeChat program, you can really see most of the, the most relevant uh, Italian luxury brands. And it's really exciting. It's really interesting. It's so impressive. One in three Italian luxury brands is bought by a Chinese consumer. And it's double digits growth. That's, that's very very quick growth considering the global economic conditions. And as you mentioned, Paolo, you know, Italian brands are about quality and lifestyle, right? And that's also coincides with China's growing middle class and mm -hmm. the, the improvement of mm -hmm. Chinese consumers' tastes. I mean, they're growing at the same time, which is perfect mm -hmm. for Italian companies. Yes. Well, definitely this exhibition is focused on uh, consumer products, high-end consumer products. That's why we are here to talk about luxury and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But let me remind something that about Italian industry in China, quality. Mm -hmm. Behind every brand, not only in luxury, not only in lifestyle, but also in mechanical, yeah. mechatronic, transition energy, healthcare, there is a company. Behind every company, there is innovation, technology, quality, investments, mm -hmm. and this represents the DNA of Italian industry. Mm -hmm. Small, medium, big enterprises, very well positioned as a global leader in the world. In this moment, China is uh, reboosting its energy, uh, trying to recover a 2022 not nice, mm -hmm. okay, but uh, the premises are good. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can experience today a, a good positive vibe, a good positive energy. Uh, as I said before, uh, we need to keep a sustainable yeah. confidence, to sustain the confidence. Mm -hmm. For sure, the, these kind of products are appealing and the more evoluted customer in China are more close to the Italian 
quality products in luxury, but also in lifestyle, and also in, industri in industrial yeah. sectors. Yeah. 360-degree profiles of industry movers and shakers, tech mavericks, and policymakers. We drill down on their success. We ask how they set strategy and how they navigate in an increasingly competitive market. Real talk, real business. Join the conversation. Biz Talk, only on CGTN. As you mentioned, confidence is important. Absolutely. The last couple of years have been hard for foreigners and foreign businesses in China, for mm. sure. But this year, everybody is seeing a lot of hope and becoming mm -hmm. more optimistic. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you expect or what are you hoping that China's business environment to how to improve in 2023 now that China is open again? Well, the, the environment is based on some solid infrastructure and services. China that I experienced, I'm here in China since 2007, so I, I saw at least three different uh, grades of uh, growth of China. Now it's time to maintain a sustainable, good level of environment, mm -hmm. boosting the dialogues among the counterparts, mm -hmm. and once the dialogue is clear, the business companies, the business sentiment is getting better, and also the consumer confidence is getting better. So the business is growing. You say you have more than 800 companies in the Italian Chamber of Commerce, yes. right? Um, from talking to all these company CEOs, how do you feel their confidence mm. in China's environment uh, this year? Italian Chamber of Commerce, the, the mission of the Italian Chamber of Commerce is to support and sustain the companies, Italian companies in China, in order to enhance and find the more business opportunity, give more services at any uh, level, especially in the territories. That's why we grew up from uh, 400 members in 2019 to almost 900 in 2022. Why? Because we are close to our companies on the territories. We open four new offices to stay close to the companies. Stay close to the company, what does it mean? It means listen, support, promote them and open new opportunities on the territories, talking with the local government for new opportunities. And this means also to create a bridge for potential new small medium enterprises coming to China. So that's why I, I think uh, this mission put in, into execution, yeah. like in every company, we generate value for the company in Italy and in China too. Yeah. We'll get back to that. We'll talk more about tracking right. more Italian okay. companies into China. But let's get back to Stefania for a little bit. So we were talking about China's growing luxury markets and I was very impressed with the numbers you were just talking about uh, and the growth potential. Um, I'm also very interested in the trend that we're seeing in China China's consumer uh, habits, um, especially in the luxury markets, what kind of significant trends are you observing um, in consumer tastes in China? 
the Chinese market is relatively young, we could say, for the luxury market. And for example, in 2019, it was it represented 11% of the global luxury market. But by now, it is already 30%, and it is expected to become, as a domestic market, it is, it is predicted to become 40% of the market. Usually, to appreciate luxury brands, there's a learning curve at the very beginning. You know, people are very attracted by the logos, the status, and so forth. But generally, after a few years, you know, what is really relevant are the values that the brands, uh, you know, represent, and also the quality and uh, the, the, the craftsmanship that they express. And so, it is actually impacting also the way we we move along by 2030. 50% of our market will be Asian and uh, strongly based on the Chinese consumer. Of course, our Italian brands are changing the way they produce, the, the way they think about their products to understand also the culture of this new set of consumers that for our brands, you know, are have become relevant in the past, I would say, seven, eight years. So what I'm implying is that the, for luxury prod, products, this market is becoming, you know, one of the two major lungs for the market. And in terms of demographic, are you seeing some shifting in China? Is there, are there more younger, the Gen Z, um, shopping for luxury goods? I hear that um, the Gen Z represent a larger portion of the, uh, consu uh, the luxury consumer uh, market in China than the rest of the world. Is that the case? Absolutely. You're totally right. And uh, well, to be very, you know, to put it very bluntly, if we think about the luxury consumer, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we usually depict, you know, someone in their 50s, you know, very well established, Anglo-Saxon generally and so forth. Nowadays, the typical luxury consumer is Asian in their 25 and very digitally savvy. The first purchase of luxury products is now down at 15 years old of age, which means that the youngest generations are the most influenced by the new digital media and therefore they are easily attracted and they start getting into this world, you know, way before. This is also a major change that is happening. So not only the geographies of our luxury sector has changed, but also the age of the consumer is dramatically impacting, you know, the way we work. It, the age of, cons of the consumers are also dramatically changing the values that the new luxury is, is embodying. Because the new generations, as we all well know, are very much interesting, interested in um, you know in, in in climate change uh, in topics that are really relevant for for the people in protecting the life of the people so what i mean is that sustainability and the way our company works uh, also because the values of the youngest consumers and therefore also of the chinese consumers have changed they are driving the change they are driving the change of the italian companies and the the luxury company sustainability and the greater attention to the quality of the product the durability of the product has become paramount let's talk about um, 
companies that are trying, Italian companies and also other foreign companies that are trying to tap into the Chinese consumer market because we know we, China has a huge consumer market and a growing middle class population. Mm-hmm. Um, same for luxury com- uh, brands, for lifestyle brands as well as for industry brands. Um, when they try to um, get in, tap into the Chinese market, what are some of the most important considerations uh, for these companies looking to have a presence in China. Paolo, let's start with yes. you. Well, China changed a lot in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider that uh, the majority of our company localized in China are here since uh, more than uh, 15, 10, 15 years. So they experience the sparkling China growing, starting from 2008, uh, mm-hmm. Beijing Olympics, 2010, and furthermore. So they're getting localized. What does it mean? The key success factor means local for local. This is for sure for industrial companies. Consider that 50% of our company localized in China are in the sector of components, mechanical components, industrial components for automotive, renewable energies, and these are very strong. You know the Italian, it, Italy is leader in the mechanical mm-hmm. sector precision. So to be in China for China, the companies that are, are not yet in China, especially the small medium enterprises, brands, the second uh, tier accessories, of course they can, uh, they can uh, let's say, develop a presence in China, but uh, they have to be very well equipped. What does it mean? I, I mean? I mean that they have to be prepared in terms of information to understand the market that they cannot be alone. They have to come here supported by a system. System means uh, we have a presence of you know, our institutional presence, we have the Chamber of Commerce, and we have all the link also with the Italian Association. And also we can support and better give information and more opportunities. Then every company, of course, takes its own decision according to its own strategy. You know, because uh, China is one of the biggest country and market in the world, but Asia, ASEAN, together with China, is even bigger. And uh, in the future, will uh, we'll continue to grow. DDAC, a podcast of CGT Radio. Go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. What do you think are some of the most attractive sectors for Italian companies to invest into China? Because you have 800, mm-hmm. more than 800 companies mm-hmm. probably in many, many sectors in China. Well, the mix of uh, the Italian companies already in China covers all the value proposition, the best value proposition of Italy. As I mentioned before, mechanical components, and mechatronic, transition energy, lifestyle, agriculture, food and beverage, lifestyle, of course, fashion design. 
if you mix this mix with the, uh, the territory, the big continent of yeah. China, you find immediately a differentiation also in terms of territories. Mm -hmm. Because uh, one thing is to talk about consumer expectations and needs uh, in Shanghai. Yeah. Another thing is to talk about consumer expectation in Chengdu. Yeah. Another thing is to talk about uh, industrial environment in Suzhou mm -hmm. or in Shenzhen. So, we believe that Italy have to maintain the gap working in high quality, whatever they, we make mm -hmm. in fashion, in industry. But in order to maintain high quality, we need also to have locally the right environment and support. For sure, an example of Hainan is uh, some uh, facilitation mm -hmm. in uh, trade uh, and fiscal. Yeah, the Hainan Free Trade Hainan Port, Hainan Free right? Trade yeah. Port, yeah. this, for instance, for Hainan is a, is a plus. Mm -hmm. But this has to be, has to go together with some also local services. Mm -hmm. Education, for instance. Yeah. Education, in order to attract new investment, you have to have an environment open for education mm -hmm. because sometimes you know management is coming uh, new new people this is very important and uh, uh, infrastructure infrastructure china is already well advanced but mm -hmm. uh, you know this is a plus demand in different cities are totally different yes it's yes. a huge country with many it's a continent. tiers. It's, a, it's like it's a, a continent. Con it's a region continent. Yeah. Is it a developing country? Is it a developed country? It really depends on what city we're talking yes. about. Yes. Beijing and yes. some third tier city is yes. completely different. Yes. Like uh, like Stefania said, the, the yeah. also the expectation for the luxury products are still young, you know, the, the, the China in some way. So maybe there are some evoluted uh, uh, part of China yeah. that is already at the level maybe of uh, Western country, but yeah. uh, the, 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 the majority is still moving from the country and uh, so they have to be educated. That's a very interesting point. Stefania, what's your view on this? Even for luxury companies, it's a process of education because as, a, as, a, as you said, you know, China is a continent. Digital is not enough. For luxury brands, you know, shops, uh, retails, and the experience that you do with the brand is very relevant, which means that you have to be present. You have to have a physical presence, not only in Shanghai, but also in the other, you know, geography. This means that the biggest brands are already there, but the medium-sized brands, you know, might struggle. And that's why uh, the, the, the penetration of the Italian luxury into the Chinese market has to be gradual and, uh, you know, helped. Uh, and we will need uh, a, a, a bigger dimension to do that. But now we need to put in place a lot of structural changes to actually be present. Uh, you were also mentioning wine, who also have a huge potential. Our president, Matteo Lunelli, is a winemaker and China still is not one of the, you know, top markets for our amazing products. We should, uh, uh, you know, continuously, uh, continuous the investments, you know, in the country to be present there. And uh, we also need support to, to the medium-sized brands. It's an amazing market. It's huge. We are still at the beginning. 
And one last question before I let you go. So what are some of your future plans in terms of helping these luxury companies in China? And what are your, some of your advices to them? We're really helping our brands to work together to, and present themselves not only as a single individual brand, but as, the, as a made in Italy product. That's what we, we, we want to do to make our presence in China even more effective and, uh, and cohesive. Uh, Italians haven't been very good at being cohesive in the past, especially in the luxury business, but I think times have changed and there's a lot of cooperation now. Really, uh, the culture in Italy and in the way we face uh, our foreign challenges has changed. So I really hope that in China this will be even more strengthened. One last question. Your future plans? Well, future plans is uh, to be focused and very well uh, uh, determined in what we have done so far, especially in the last year and the beginning of this year, in order to stay close to our companies in China, listen their needs, and support them on a concrete way. We are business people. All the, the board of directors are businessmen and women. So we are, we are very close to the company. So services, raise the quality of services and information. Open the links with uh, Italy. We already have a collaboration with Confindustria, with the uh, regions, uh, with uh, uh, all the agency for promotion in order to protect, escort and advise the new small medium enterprises that want to come to China. These are the plans and of course participate as a system because uh, as more we are system, as better and strong we are, especially in this big uh, market, participate as a system in more occasions like this in order to boost and uh, raise the level of Italian quality, Italian made in Italy, in China. Very well said. Thank you so much for your time. Thank I know you. it's really hot in, it's really in Hainan and very it's hot really in the hot studio, today. so yes. really appreciate. Thank that you. was uh, Paolo and Stephanie for uh, being on. Thanks so much, you guys, for being on our show. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate your time. And as we talked about, China is a huge consumer market with great potentials. China has reiterated many times in recent weeks that uh, it will continue to open up and create a better business environment for foreign companies and investors. So there's all hope that the post-pandemic years will be full of opportunities for everybody. I'm Michelle Vandenberg, and that will be it for this edition of Biz Talk. Bye for now. Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world.